Hello, Prober. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former Mibs. Each week, we lift the veil and reveal to you the truth, case by case, about the extraterrestrial. I'm your host for this week's episode, Granny Moonwalker. Oh, no. I'm literally only doing that because I've not been able to do it for a while. (laughs) And across from me is my co-host for today. If you don't know who he is, he is the tallest man, not only in the world, not only in the known universe, not only in the multiverse, but in the unknown multiverse too. So everywhere. It is said that if you skydive from the base of his skull, you would die and your body would decompose and your bones would turn to dust before you would even reach his chin. (laughs) I'm starting to feel like the Stig. (laughs) By the age of four, he could leap Mount Everest in a single bound. By the age of seven, he could cause an avalanche just by sneezing. That one's true. Probers, I give you Kevin the Tool, a.k.a. Greybeard, the Grand, a.k.a. Kevin the Grey. Let's have a round of applause for the Grey one. That was elaborate, wasn't it? It was all true. At what point is that going to stop? <laughs> when I run out of things. <laughs> or I find something new. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we begin today's case in Wyoming. It's October 25th, 1974. It was looking like it was going to be a bleak winter. Food prices were on the up and the regular American was potentially looking at a harsh time providing food for the family. This feels pretty current. This is something that Carl Higdon was also experiencing. So regular as clockwork. Carl! (laughs) I started chuckling because I was thinking that. (laughs) Got ready to go to work. didn't work solo, he was part of a crew. How big this crew was is irrelevant. Is it? As he was getting ready, his phone went off. It was a member of his crew. Hey yo dog, you want some shiny rims? I can't come in today mate. I feel like shit. I'm coughing and things are coming out of both ends. You wouldn't believe it mate. And with that call, Carl contemplated what his day would look like and with this particular crew member off he reasoned that he wouldn't be able to get everything that he wanted done so why bother he'd take the day off too with his newfound time Carl thought it would be a good idea to get food for the family so he packed up his things and went hunting for elk there were two locations that he'd picked Carbon County and McCarthy Canyon. With the truck packed, Leonard Skinner turned up to 11 and a cig in his mouth, he was on his way. Sometime later, 
he saw other hunters along the side of the road that looked like they were experiencing some car trouble. Carl pulled over and helped the pair. This, <laughs> this was an incredibly kind act and one that was not wasted on the two. So they decided that they would tell Carl of a spot deep in Medicine Bow National Forest, which had more elk there than the other locations he had planned to hunt in. This location was only 40 minutes from Carl's home, so he decided that it would be worth the trip. So with the new information, he went. When he arrived, it was around 4pm. It was still light, but it wasn't going to stay that way for long. This is like the start of a horror film. I feel like Carl should Carl. not <laughs> should not have trusted this other group of hunters. They, ah, uh, what film is it? Is it, it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is it? Where there's like a group of cannibals living in the woods. Is that House in the Woods or something? Oh, I forget what franchise it is. I have no idea. Either way, I feel like these folks have been sent out to entice a new victim to come in deeper where they can get him without being interrupted. Um, or they're trying to send Carl it's away. It's a wrong turn. I honestly With don't Elijah Dushku? Could be. Could be. Well, Carl got out the truck and started to prep his hunting gear when he spotted someone familiar. It was his friend, Gary Eaton. They had a brief chat, and Gary informed him that he was going higher into the forest, but that he might scare down some elk for him. As they parted ways, Carl went to the spot that the hunters he had helped told him about. Shortly after he entered the area, there was a sudden movement which caught his attention. He stopped and focused on his surroundings and witnessed a small herd of elk. Oh, thank gosh. Carl was higher up than the elk. Salivating at the sight in front of him, he slowly lifted up his rifle. With an elk in his sights and a boner in his pants, Carl steadied himself and took his shot with the rifle. Ah, the sounds I was making were quite appropriate, it turns out. <laughs> That's... You've put an image of someone shooting a pig in the nose. It's an elk. That's not an elk. It's just behind the tree. A pig? So you can see the um, antlers poking out the top of the... Like... I want to... At the top of the retina. Retina? Reticle. But it's pig-shaped. It's pink. That's not pink. That is pink. We need to get your eyes tested. We might do, unless we need to get yours <laughs> tested. No, we really don't. <laughs> that's a pig. I think we need to get your eyes tested. It's pig also, hunting. that's a fucking large pig that if that's a, large a pig. pig. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> How big's an elk? All right, let's, uh, let's find a day for you to go to Specsavers, shall we? <laughs> well, I've heard they come to you now if, uh, if you need it. If you can't find your way to the door. So, uh... <laughs> I think we should call them up and get them to come see you. If that's an elk, that's a pink elk. That's not pink. <laughs> I love the fact you're looking closer. That's a pink elk. <laughs> I ain't pink, my friend. What colour would you say it is? A light shade of brown. The same colour as an elk. 
<laughs> elk coloured. <laughs> That's a real light shade of brown. Well, the elk didn't move. <laughs> didn't squeal either. Not only did the elk not move, but there was no sound. Not only was there no sound, but the expected kickback from the rifle did not occur. When he took the shot, the end of his rifle was in his sights, and he allegedly truthfully saw the bullet exit the barrel and slowly travel through the air. Think of bullet time from the John Woo films made famous by the Wachowskis and the Matrix. That would be awesome. It eventually dropped to the ground at a distance much shorter than it would have if it had taken its natural route. That's less awesome. Carl soon became painfully aware of how silent it was around him. No sound was coming from anywhere. So my mind's eye is seeing that everything has gone slow motion, not just the bullet. Carl doesn't realise it, but he's actually moving in slow-mo. Something is watching Carl and has slowed them down. Either that or he's got a dud gun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically the hunters did give him good advice to go to this spot if he's got there and immediately he's seen pigs. Elk. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, elk. (laughs) But... Did they know that there was also Predator there? <laughs> I mean, it's a new power for Predator, but... Stole it from the Matrix. Do you reckon that's... Like, they were literally on their... Or not on their way out, but they were trying to escape. And then their car got hit. That's why they were in trouble. <laughs> they wanted to send someone else to distract yep. Predator. So they could get away. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what this case is for me now. <laughs> Spread <Predator. Predator. laughs> And that explains why the elk was pig coloured X-ray vision <laughs> Heat vision Pig was really cold <laughs> What do you get if you cross a pig with an elk? Pelk? Yeah Ig <laughs> Carl stepped Carl! <laughs> Stepped forward to retrieve the bullet And found that the lead part was missing What? The bullet itself was misshapen and something quickly took his attention. It was a sound. The sound of a snapping twig nearby. Oh shit. You better run. He turned towards where the sound came from and was greeted by a figure in front of him. He lowered his gun as he thought it was another hunter. As the figure moved forwards from the shadows of the trees, it was at this moment that Carl knew he was wrong. I thought that sentence was going somewhere else. It wasn't a hunter in front of him, but a humanoid figure. Allegedly truthfully male, but definitely not human. The figure had no eyebrows, very small eyes, a slit for a mouth, with three extremely large human-like teeth. So definitely not a predator. And on top of its head, it did have hair, but it looked like straw. It had two antenna-like objects on each side of its forehead. Uh-huh. And it appeared to have no jawbone 
and no visible chin. It just seemed to blend into its neck. So it's basically wearing a mask. The humanoid figure was standing at around six foot and wore a tight-fitting black suit. <laughs> it's the shit crawler. <laughs> Mr. Moonwalker has put a picture of what I assume is a gimp in the research notes. <laughs> black leather suit, black leather mask. The only reason I question whether this is a gimp is because it looks like it's strung up almost in like a military parachute kind of device. That could also be a sex wing. Yeah, it could be either or. I'm going for a gimp. Wait, did you say it had hair? You yep. did, didn't you? Straw hair. Straw hair. An antenna. Yeah. That's not Predator, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a Gimp Predator. Maybe Predator put a Gimp mask on and two of his little dreads poked out the sides. <laughs> this is the new Predator. <laughs> predator 2.0. Across its chest was a harness that crisscrossed each other ah. with a metallic belt with a six-pointed yellow star where the buckle should be. If this wasn't strange and terrifying enough, things would only get worse. When it revealed its right arm, where a hand should have been, was a drill. What? The actual... That that ain't good. You've just met, like, the equivalent of Edward Scissorhands. And on the left hand, it was just a blunt limb. Blunt. The figure started to make its way towards Carl. <laughs> Mr. Moonwalkers, show me an image of this figure. I would say that that looks like uh, what you might expect my nan to look like. <laughs> it looks like a, an older lady. In a gimp suit, but without the mask. And a drill hand. I mean, we can't confirm that this isn't a predator. <laughs> Why has it got... In what sense? <laughs> well, we've got, like, a potential alien suit. Just cut the dreads short. If you made those dreads longer on this picture, that could look like a predator. It looks nothing like a predator. It's got like if you look at the mouse and the mouse, the <laughs> mouth and the nose. <laughs> Predators. That's almost like a triangle kind of shape. If you just flapped that open. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, serious questions. The limb was blunt. Is this some sort of creature that has evolved to the point that they have plug-in tools for limbs oh. or for hands? So they can pop off and pop in whatever they need. Whatever utensil yeah. is needed for the job. Now, why has this creature gone straight for the drill? That's a good question. What are they going to drill? What were they doing previously or what are they going to what do? What are they planning? Is it a weapon? Is it an exploration tool? Is it... Sex tool? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was trying to think of a polite way to get there, but <laughs> could be all free. Multi-purpose. Multi-tool. <laughs> it's got a multi-tool. And a ninja star. <laughs> what was the symbol on the crotch? I have no idea. Maybe it's not a symbol, okay. but a stain. <laughs> In the image, we've got some sort of white mark slash image on the crotch. I mean, if you... Ignore that, but look around it at the legs. It looks like they're wearing chaps. A little bit, yeah. So maybe that's their junk and they were wearing chaps. <laughs> Got cut out <laughs> for easy relieving of oneself. <laughs> when Doris really needs to go, <laughs> she got a piss flap. Carl was terrified and was bracing himself for the worst but was completely taken aback when the creature asked, How you doing? <laughs> Did the creature have a deep voice, or do we not know? I have no idea. Damn it. I feel like that's really important context. How you doing? Carl. <laughs> How you doing, Carl? Yeah, that sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> With the drill going as it's saying it. I'm legging it. Carl. So I guess we are to take that this creature is potentially friendly from the fact that it's engaging in pleasantries. And it knows English. Unless that... False sense of security. How you doing is... How are you doing? <laughs> and then it goes, better than you will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you doing is the only English phrase that is learnt and it's aware that it's in an English-speaking place. Possibly. <laughs> it's pummeling them with the drill. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Car! How you doing? <laughs> that was wrong on so many levels. How you doing? Still shocked from that exchange, Carl was just staring when the figure then asked, Are you hungry? All right, scratch that theory. <laughs> Wait, are you hungry? <laughs> mm-hmm. Still in shock, he just stood as a clear package levitated towards him at the command of the figure. Carl reached for it and opened it. Inside, there were four pills. A red pill, a blue pill, and two paracetamol. The figure then told him that just one of those would last him four days and that he should take one now. So he did. Let's... Interesting. The figure introduced itself and its name was Uso One. Uso One? I think it's Ayuso to be fair. Ayuso? <laughs> <laughs> we the ones. Yeet! <laughs> the figure moved towards him and Carl spotted a cube-shaped object behind Ayuso. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 
five foot high and wide and seven foot tall. Just take that in. Five foot high and wide oh. and seven foot tall. Huh? Carl assumed <laughs> I haven't that taken this it in yet. was Ayuso's ship. Ayuso <laughs> noticed him clock it. It was Jimmy. So asked, do you want to come along? Then, as if by magic, Carl was inside the ship. He's mad, tripping balls. Confused as to how both would fit inside, he was confused even more when he turned to look around and saw five elk. Things then grew fuzzy. And as he looked down, he was strapped down with bands holding his arms in place. Oh, I've got a few things. Pill, if you took a pill that meant you didn't need to eat for four days, wouldn't that be quite bad? Because we're evolved to eat certain amounts per day. If you're eating four meals worth in one day, your body's still going to get hungry. The next day, it's just going to store all that food as fat and you're going to be starving your ass off. I don't know if it works the same way or if it works <laughs> probably to, not <laughs> like you don't feel hunger maybe or it's, it's really like a slow, slow release, release. <laughs> <laughs> um i i think i've taken it in the cube ship was five foot high and wide so is this like a 2d dimension five foot by five foot as in on a 2D plane, then seven foot tall on the 3D plane. You don't know, do you? <laughs> Five foot high and wide and seven foot tall. Yeah. In so it's talking about realm. length, width. No? In a 3D realm. Yeah. So you draw the, the height and the width on the 2D, then you add the... No. The tool, as it were, no. to make it 3D. You're not drawing. And that's where it. the seven foot. So it's five foot high and seven foot tall. <laughs> Don't just nod at me. You're like, that's right. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm about to throw my chair out of the window. What? <laughs> doesn't make sense. The craft lifted off. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't understand. Another figure similar to Ayuso entered the room. How did he get in the craft? And this was Jay. <laughs> How did he get strapped? She's just there. What? This other figure <laughs> put a helmet on Carl's head. The bottom, first. the bottom of the craft was clear and Carl could see through it. Underneath, there were planets. But they weren't planets that Carl knew. And they entered the atmosphere of one of these planets. As they came down, he saw a tower which was so big it dwarfed everything around it. All around the tower were revolving patterns of lights, so bright that Carl couldn't keep his eyes open. As the craft landed, Carl was amazed to see through the ship other humans. Hmm. Other humans who were interacting with each other just like they would on Earth. There were teenage girls, a couple in their late teens, and an older gentleman in his 50s, according to Carl. 
Oso told him that they were on a planet 163,000 light miles from Earth. Damn, they move quick. Carl asked if he meant light years, but Jimmy <laughs> explained that time <laughs> is different for them. Uh, I can't compute. Is it because I called him Jimmy and not Oso? No. <laughs> it's just light miles, light years. How did he get in the craft? How did he get strapped? The what? Ayuso then mentioned that they should go into the tower. Inside the tower, they didn't seem to walk, but instead floated. Carl couldn't wrap his head around this. A glass shield stopped in front of him and scanned him up and down for around five minutes before disappearing. Ayuso then told him that he was to be taken back to Earth as he didn't suit their purpose. And just like on Earth, he was within the cube within seconds. Before taking him back, Ayuso and Carl did have a conversational exchange and Ayuso told him how they don't have fish in their seas and it's something that they liked about Earth. Ayuso told Carl he would no longer need the food pills that he gave him, so he took them back. And then before he knew it, Carl was back on Earth. Hey, little fishy, I'm gonna eat ya. Interesting that he took away the evidence that Carl could have potentially shown people at a later date, took that pill back. But I'm gonna put that to one side. They don't have fish in their sea. Z. So they have seas. They do. Maybe what they have in are there they... isn't classed as fish. Maybe they have other creatures that are mm-hmm. less aesthetically pleasing to them to look at. Maybe their waters are too salty for complex life to be sustained. What if they have other versions of them, like seafaring versions, that are vegetarians in nature by eating the sea plants and they don't actually have fish in there what if what if we don't know where these planets are we've got no idea they are 163,000 light miles from earth in which direction i do not know (laughs) around so we don't know (laughs) what constellation we might be talking about here i was just curious about whether it lines up with any previous cases we've covered no idea like andromeda for example Mm. i can't wrap my head around how this is happening either so he my mind did travel back to the start where he met this thing that's like you want to come with me you want to come with me mm-hmm. then they scanned him and once he was there and we're like you don't fit our needs you can bugger back off so that wasn't really an invite they were going to take him regardless weren't they maybe yep that drill hand was going to be used if he didn't come <laughs> willingly but because he did the drill hand didn't need to be used it seems like a lot of bother if they've got the technology to travel all the way to earth these 163,000 million gazillion light mile years. <laughs> You'd think they'd be able to scan Carl on Earth. 
why do they have to take go and get him, take him all that way to scan him to bring him back? There's got to be a quicker solution. Maybe there isn't. Can't they get a little handheld and just go? Meep, meep, meep. How advanced are these osos, really? On the edge of breaking, Carl could see that his truck wasn't in the same place that he left it. Oso told him, we'll see you. And then Carl was no longer in the craft, but was floating several feet above the ground. And then the craft was gone, and Carl was standing on the edge of a cliff. What? (laughs) What? They whacked him. He fell about 10 feet down and sustained some serious injuries. Head injuries? Possibly suffering concussion too. He struggled along the dirt road trying to find his truck and eventually he did, although he didn't know it was his and just used it for shelter. He then heard a voice. The voice came from the CB radio. He quickly responded asking for help. He knew he was at the North Boundary National Forest as he saw a sign on his stumbles. A search party would find him just before midnight. The search party were perplexed as to how he even got the truck where it was, as there was no signs of any tyre tracks, even in the muddy terrain. Well, that is a head-scratcher. Is this account verified? Verified. That wasn't a yes or no. <laughs> you just repeated the last word that I said. <laughs> said. <laughs> so, so, who found him, sorry? The search party. The search was party. it just a random group of forest people? Or... Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? You'll find out. Oh, we are going to cover who the search party were part of it glorious then i shall cease asking questions on that topic because i was wanting to see evidence as to why they were querying how the truck got where it truck where it stuck truck stuck truck got to where it was yeah that (laughs) (laughs) how did the truck get there with no tracks did they analyze the ground what sort of ground was it had it been raining was it muddy was it sandy was it windy anything going on that could destroy tracks had the truck been there for bloody years probably about eight hours Hmm. i mean the fact carl took a bump to the head does give us a potential non-extraterrestrial explanation why has he got a cb radio huh they aren't hugely common. Were they in the 70s? Well, I suppose. I don't know. Truckers tended to have them. I think every kind of American film that you watch that's around that time or TV show, they tend to have them in there. In their trucks. I used to really want a CB radio as a kid, and my family wouldn't let me have one. That probably strikes me as quite a good thing now. <laughs> <laughs> talking to some like 40 50 year old geezer in his basement <laughs> you'd have got kidnapped uh what would you chat about <laughs> hello <laughs> um uh, no and you oh. you'd have probably told him to meet you somewhere like 
two, three hours away from where you even were and where they were. Yeah. I'll meet you at this park at this time and it'll be a park like five hours away. Not even in the same like county. Yeah, and I wasn't leaving the house. <laughs> Did you say sweeties? <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I think it's something, the idea of it is probably much more exciting than the actuality of having it. Mm. Like, come on, and that same person talks again, like, fuck off. It's been five, <laughs> and I'm going to talk to you. Not you again. God damn it, Dave. <laughs> Carl's wife had joined the search party, but Carl didn't recognise her at first. When huh? he's... When he saw a doctor, they noticed not only the injuries he had sustained, but that his eyes were extremely bloodshot too. When they took blood samples, they found his blood had more vitamins and nutrients nutrients than a normal human, and that the scarring on his lungs from tuberculosis had disappeared. What? The next day, everything came back to Carl. And with his authorization, the authorities told the press. This brought out the ufologists. And not just any, but the big guns. I've not turned the page yet. Well, it says do not scroll. I feel like it might be fart sprinkle. You can feel all you want. Why would you have told me not to turn the page? You've written in big letters. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be fart sprinkle. (laughs) <laughs> Fart sprinkle. <laughs> this picture you've got of him has even got the gas cloud behind his. He's got an aura, an aura of sprinkle, as it were. Doctor- Symptoms of amnesia, by the way. I was just going to say, uh, not being able to remember things, consistent with a whack on the head. Doctor Leo Fart Sprinkle conducted hypnotic regression therapy yes he did i'm in (laughs) although he was aware of most that had happened the key pieces of information that came from the from the regression therapy is that the visitations are food gathering missions (laughs) elk (laughs) just looking at fart sprinkles little smile and i pictured him in that hypnotherapy room with a person on the couch now what i want you to do is hold your breath for 30 seconds. Now breathe in. <laughs> that is the smirk of I've just let one go. Coming up with more and more creative hypnotic ways for people to take in that breath of his fragrance. Now what I want you to do is imagine yourself in a swamp. Can you smell that? Can you smell that? <laughs> It's like you're there. (laughs) (laughs) I really can, Doc. (laughs) Elk, fish and the like are taken as they don't exist on Oso's planet. They then breed them there. The humans that we saw, or the humans that he saw are also there for breeding purposes. 
Carl thinks that the reason he didn't suit their purpose was because he had a vasectomy several years prior. Oh, I should have thought of that. Park Sprinkle believes that Carl is being completely sincere in his account of his experience. And years later, Carl would undergo a polygraph test about his encounter and he passed it with flying colours. And do we have that verified? We don't. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? We do. But we do have Dr. Fart Sprinkle's verified involvement. There we do. Has Dr. Fart Sprinkle ever said that someone he's examined wasn't being genuine? Not that we've covered I yet. can't recall him ever. <laughs> I was going to say that the man will believe anything, but then I thought, he's not really interested. He just wants to do his puffs in people's faces, doesn't he? <laughs> His love That's all he really cares about. <laughs> he keeps on turning. He's got uh, his team like behind the one-way mirror watching him as he's doing these sessions and he just keeps on turning to them when the, the person he hypnotizes is looking and going... <laughs> a mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the vasectomy thing makes sense in that context you've provided... Why do they keep on needing to take the elk and fish to breed them if they've already bred them? Hmm. Who knows? Maybe their planet can't sustain sustain life. That form of life. They don't have the natural environments to do so. To do so. Ah, oh, newspaper article. Proof that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> undoubted proof so this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism we turn to science hey science <laughs> hey scepticism <laughs> the science here would be to examine the bullet and find out what happened to it but there is no evidence of the bullet and we have no evidence of anybody examining it we have no scepticism from anyone other than us. So, Greybeard, do you have anything? No? Good. So, to summarise, <laughs> we have the case of Carl Higdon, who, after receiving a call from a crew member that he wasn't feeling well, Carl decides to take the day off to go hunting. He spots two hunters by the side of the road and decides to help them. In return, they give him some info about a prime hunting space. And Carl goes, and then as he goes to shoot his first target, everything goes quiet. His bullet sort of floats out of his gun and falls to the floor. Perplexed, he's then startled by the sound of a snapping twig. From the shadows, a figure appears, and after a while, they have a conversation and Carl is taken aboard the figure's craft and taken to another world. There he is taken to a tower and scanned before being told that he isn't required and will be going back to Earth. He takes a tumble on his return but makes it back to his truck and responds to a radio message and asks for help. When he is found, he doesn't remember much but after some tests and 24 hours, it all comes back. He meets a Leo Fart Sprinkle and undergoes hypnotic regression 
and they get a bit more info about how animals are taken for breeding purposes. So, Kevin the Tall Grey Nuts, do you believe... <laughs> you suggest my nuts at all? <laughs> ...that Carl is telling the truth and that this is aliens? Before I answer that, I'd just like you to close your eyes for a second. Here, take a sip of this water. Does it taste good? God damn it, Fox Sprinkle. <laughs> Stay on the task. I will do. My hand's just really sore. Could you pull my finger? He's oh, mm. a nuisance. <laughs> do I believe that Carl is telling the truth? No. Do I believe that Carl is telling his truth? Unsure. We haven't really got much to analyse Carl's character. What I think has happened is that Carl appears to have taken a knock on the head. And we know from previous probes that hypnotic regression can lead people down these kind of paths where they start remembering things that haven't actually happened or memories get twisted and distorted and whatnot. So I think that is the most likely scenario here. But like I say, I don't have anything to suggest that Carl himself doesn't believe that this is what happened. That is where I'm at with the evidence at hand. I'm intrigued by the scarring of the lungs from tuberculosis disappearing. But we didn't but have anything to verify that he had tuberculosis. Yeah, or that his lungs were studied several times, or previously at least, to determine the level of scarring that was present before. Where's the before and after shot? Yeah, so I was going to say it's possible that that may not have happened at all. He might not have had TB. He might have been misdiagnosed. But he could also have TB and they've just grabbed the wrong X-ray. Either in the first scan, showing more scarring, or this one. Either way, that was one bit that I was not stuck on, but intrigued me more. Either way, I don't think it's fucking aliens. Um, <laughs> like you said, the bump to the head is quite prevalent. Mm. Or it's a big... Who's to say he wasn't offered mushrooms? He might have mm. gone hunting and done some hallucinogens yeah. that didn't affect him. Do people do that when they go... You know how some people, and I'm not into fishing, but how some people go fishing away from their other halves and whatnot and they have themselves some downtime with some illicit substances whilst mm -hmm. they're there. That's their idea on a good time. I know a few people do, that do that. Do do hunters do that because that strikes me as quite a dangerous combination with a live firearm yeah. in your hands um, to be tripping balls <laughs> but again he might have he might not have been affected by it previously mm -hmm. or he may have we don't know what plants there are out there he might have brushed up against one which has that effect he might have um like scratched up against something that poisoned him and has that, has a hallucinogen within its poison. He could even have had an underlying condition. Absolutely. So either way, he might have hallucin hallucinated it. 
he might have knocked his head and this is what he's recalling from it. Mm. Do I believe that he believes it? At the moment I say yes, and if it ever comes out that he's bullshitting, then he's bullshitting, but I don't believe it's aliens. I just believe that he believes it is. Yeah, okay. That's it for today's case. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You can find us everywhere at But It Was Aliens. That's Facebook. Oh, no, Twitter! Now known as X, Instagram, and we have a Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers. If you'd like to hear more from us outside the realms of the extraterrestrial, you can find us on Patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens. There we cover ghosts, Rasputin's dick, pegging and much much (laughs) more bloody pegging as always i have been moonwalker and he has been greybeard and i still am remember the truth is up there hash tag (laughs) cat daddy